This is David with Patch Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe, and our host today is Joe McDonald. This is episode number seven of our podcast series with Joe, and overall episode number 24 with our Patch podcast. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. And as we get our show started here, I'm going to introduce Joe with Help Desk with Joe, the Joe. And uh, so, Joe, welcome. Thank you, Dane. And we have with us a guest, Parker. So, Parker, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Parker Lambert. I'm a senior at Rowan County High School, and I'm glad to be here. Parker, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Help Desk with Joe, as always, helping out folks with their technology needs, not only local consumers or just consumers in general, but also some commercial applications that follows through with uh, what we talk about. So, Joe, what are the topics for today? Okay. So, for our news topics today, we're going to cover Yahoo launching its own unlimited cellular plan, why the government is trying to impose uh, stepping in in the middle of end-to-end encryption, which we'll get into more detail on that, and Arlo and Blink security cameras are up in their security to be ahead of the ball game for hackers. And then our main topic for discussion is backing up iPhones. All right. Wow. You got a lot of stuff to cover today. But, but uh, that's okay. We're up to the task. So what do you want to start with first? Okay. I assume uh, yeah, we'll go in order. Yahoo? Yeah, we'll go through the news stories. So Yahoo launches its own unlimited plan for $40 a month. Now, I'm I'm a AT&T customer. Okay, and, and I'm a Sprint. So. And you're Sprint, right? AT&T. And Parker, AT&T? AT&T, yeah. Okay, so uh, this just baffles me. So first of all, let's talk, how is Yahoo doing it? And then second of all, is $40 a good deal? Okay, so the way they're working is, see, a few years ago, Verizon actually bought out Yahoo. So Verizon, it Yahoo falls under the Verizon umbrella. So Yahoo Mobile, which is their new new venture, it's going to offer unlimited text, calls, and 4G data for a flat fee of $40 a month, and it'll run on Verizon's network. Wow. So that, that seems like a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, compared to the you know the competitors, that, that usually is a pretty good deal. It's going to be something similar to, you know, Track Phone, Straight Talk, Boost Mobile, where they fall under, like, the contracted or non-contract third-party providers that actually bounce off the main carrier's towers. Do you think, will this be rolled out in like local Walmarts and stuff like that, the same as Straight Talk? Because it's kind of competing with those, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised to see them right on the shelf right beside it. And the way this is going to work is they're offering unlimited Unlimited, but there's a lot. There's some gotchas. The fine writing, yeah, fine print that nobody ever reads. And I've noticed that, like with my AT and T deal, you get up to 22 gigs, and then it's might slow down in congested areas. Yeah, which it always does. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we had that talk about iPhones purposely slowing down last week. So if you have an iPhone and you're interested, check into last week's podcast. Yeah, which Hmm. Apple still has not followed up on that. So I haven't heard any more on that. So as soon as we hear on that, I'll report on that. But the way this is going to work is during high times of congestion, of course, it'll slow down, which is to be expected. They're not going to offer hotspot, but they're going to offer tethering and offer one device tethered at a time, and it's going to be limited to 5 megabits per second speed. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's back up a question. A okay. second. I have a question there. Okay. So I understand how a hotspot works. Right. I turn my phone on to the hotspot mode and other uh, things. Right. I, iPad, whatever. Whatever devices. Other devices can use my signal to get... Right. I, I want to say Wi-Fi, but that's not right. No, no, no. That's it absolutely right. Okay, yes. anyway. So, yeah, use it as a Wi-Fi spot. Right. What does the tethering mean? I've never done tethering, and I have no idea. Okay, so when you use your phone as a way to connect to the Internet for your other devices, laptops, iPads, stuff like that, right. there's actually two ways of doing it. There is 
the old way, which is called tethered, which is actually take a USB cable and plug it into that device to provide internet, or the way most devices connect nowadays is through the Wi-Fi hotspot, which it turns your phone into basically an internet router as well as. Right. So the tethering is like literal tethering together with cords. Right. Okay. All right. Like, e- like Ethernet, like older computers and stuff? Right. But actually, it'll just go through like your charging cable. When you plug it into your phone, it'll actually turn that in to the ability to actually charge your phone as well as be an internet connection at the same time. Huh. That's a great question, Parker. I never thought about it. Have you ever seen anybody tether a phone or anything? No. Yeah, so. <laughs> never. Wireless age. He's part of the wireless age, a digital yeah, native. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, cool. I just, like, with Yahoo, I just think of internet browser. and I know it's under Verizon and all, a popular, like, cell phone service company, but I just don't know how reliable or successful it's going to be. Well, you're not the only one that's, that's actually a great point because Yahoo has had some issues over the years with security issues and all that. And and it's just basically because Google has became such a behemoth that Yahoo's kind of playing second, third fiddle when they used to be, you know, the place to go online. Right, right. So they've kind of fallen to the wayside. So it's actually an excellent point. So that, well, And that's a good question. Um, who does Google own? Google, Google owns Google. But I mean, they, do they have a carrier or any type of phone uh, yeah, plan? Yeah, they actually. I know have, they have Google phones, right? Yes, yeah, they have Google phones, and they actually have a service called Google Fi, which runs off uh, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Consumer Cellular Towers. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And you were talking last time or a couple of shows ago about two of them coming together, Sprint and T-Mobile. Has that? That's the that's deal? still in the works. Still in the works. Yeah, no, nothing's been official on that, and every, everybody's sitting on pins and needles waiting. Just on waiting. That yeah. To see what happens. Interesting. Okay. Parker, do you guys talk about that? I mean, I assume you're under your parents' plan still. Yeah. Is that, any, do any of the kids up to high school talk about cell phone carriers, where they get their phones from, what plan they're on? Does any of that affect you guys? I hear a bunch of Verizon. Like, we one time switched to Sprint for something, but we just couldn't get really good service at the house. Yeah. Pretty much zero, so we just switched back. Had to switch to back. AT&T. I got you. But none of the kids talk about what carrier they have or even worry about it. I assume if you're under your parents' plan, you don't have any control anyway. So right, <laughs> you're happy to have a phone. Hopefully, right. hopefully happy to have a phone. Exactly. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Well. So, th- so this is going to be interesting to see how well Yahoo works out with this. I'm assuming they'll do a big rollout and be commercials and all that stuff. Oh, probably more than likely. Yeah. But they've already saying that all the iPhones, the latest Google Pixel, I mean, all the the current phones will work with their service. So, really? So it, wow. it's going to be exciting to see what happens. I'm always amazed how they trade around and how they use each other's towers and they negotiate those deals. I mean, they kind of have to, but right. It, it's kind of weird or neat. I'm not sure which yet. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a Pandora's box as far yeah. as trying to. What works with who and how yeah. it all works on the back end. Whose tower you're on. So, like, because I know we have an AT&T tower close to our house. Right. So, we get great service at our house because of that. And that's always, I don't know, I'm fond of whatever I can get good service in. Exactly. So, it's hard for me to go away. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's go on to the next one. Okay. So, the next one is reported by CNET. And it's backers of this new bill called Earn It, which I'll explain what that is. Could be... Uh, Threatening on your privacy in the terms of child protection. They're using this bill. It's uh, The bill's called the Eliminating Abusive and Rampant Neglect of Interactive Technologies Act, which requires tech companies to meet safety requirements for children online before obtaining immunity from lawsuits 
that have, and this is actually something they actually started uh, bringing into uh, legislation for discussion last Wednesday or last Thursday. It's a bipartisan bill saying that the legislation would enforce standards to protect children from exploitation online, which is something, you know, as a parent, I'm all for, you know, if anything that can help protect my child, if my child's online, social media, whatever, I'm all for. But here's how it works. <clears throat> the proposed law has been met with widespread criticism from security experts, civil liberty advocates, and opposing lawmakers. They're saying the bill is veiled to attempt to erode end-to-end -end encryption as a way to target Section 230, which is an important part of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. So there's a lot of information right there. So I'm going to break it down to you a little. <laughs> I was going to say, you went way over my head like two minutes ago. Right. Parker, Parker, did you catch any of that at all? Uh, very I mean, little. I caught the very keywords little. of protecting kids, encryption. Right. Holy cow. What's it mean in English? I was going to say, I, I could start seeing the eyes glazed over both of you. I could see it during the headlights. I was waiting until you said another word that made some sense to me. Okay. So, <laughs> so what's going on is back in 1996, there was a federal bill called the Communications Decency Act. And the way that worked, that bill falls under is if a company like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, play, companies like that, that are offering social media services, stuff like that, that if someone uses their service illegally for exploited children or whatever, right. that community, that company automatically has immunity because they was not involved in that exploitation, whatever that exploitation right. is. Right. It's the person using the service that's at fault. Right. Okay. And so what? Oh, I see where this is going. So you're, yeah, you yeah. start to see. And and the way end-to-end -end encryption works is, let's say you and I are, you and I and Parker are all sitting here, and I whispered something to you. Only you and I can hear that. The way the government's wanting to do is, they're wanting to basically put a microphone in the middle so that yep. Parker can hear you and I talk. Yep. So you know that's all fine and well, but there's actually legitimate reasons for end-to-end -end encryption. Uh, you know, sending sensitive information. Plus, on the back side of that, if you open up a back door for the government to get in, who's to say that that back door won't be left open for hackers or, well, know, for negative results? And that kind of opens the door through the Patriot Act that they can, the government can start utilizing information for whatever they exactly. need as well. Exactly. So, you know, so they're using this phrase of, hmm. well, the, the bad guys are using Indian encryption, which is making it difficult to us for, uh, to find them and to prosecute them. So they're using this as the veil to push this along, when in reality, it, it has more negative effects than positive effects. So what they're wanting... I can, go ahead. So you're basically saying that lawmakers are trying to make it more convoluted and harder than what it needs to be? Exactly. I don't believe you, Joe. They never do that. <laughs> never, ever. Never. Never, ever. No, well, now, I'm, I'm not joking. Saying, I, I would say a lot of lawmakers are famous for making it way harder than it needs to be. Right. And and what they're doing is, so they're trying to bail it as we're doing this to protect our children. Oh, yeah, in reality, yeah. they're just wanting to stick their nose into something else where it doesn't belong. Yep. And actually what they're <clears throat> wanting to do with this bill is they're wanting to basically jerk out Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act of 1996 to where right now all the companies fall under that blanket. Yeah. Well, they're wanting to pull it back and say, okay, if you want covered under this, you will meet our guidelines. You will meet our you will meet our qualifications, or you will be held liable in these cases. Right. So they're going to switch it around, put it back on the company, and make it where they don't have a choice. Exactly. Wow. Interesting politics. Yes. Help desk with Joe just got all political. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no. Nah, that's a joke. But right. Right. 
and this is actually a bipartisan bill so before anybody starts you know this is one side or the oh, other yeah, yeah. Trying, this is a bipartisan bill that there are uh, people uh, representatives from both sides that are actually yeah. trying to get this bill enforced so this isn't a one side or the other political issue I try to keep you know oh, yeah, on the yeah. road you do a great job staying neutral but I this do. still these are some of the things we have to worry about because when the government gets involved in technology hey it, it falls on everybody right and you know this isn't something facing you know major corporations this is affecting yeah, you and I, private you know, consumers exactly you know instead of trying to have personal protection or privacy on myself where you and I communicate online back and forth somebody could stick their nose in and go hey yeah, what are yeah. you guys talking about why are you guys talking about this or as you as I often think of it use that information for profit exactly in some other manner exactly so crazy stuff all right on to the next one all right so Ooh. back still in security Arlo and blink cameras are boosting security at to to offset and be ahead of the hackers and this all becomes a result of you remember a couple of weeks ago when we discussed the whole ring camera yeah the vacuum hacked. cleaners it's across the board it right. seems like yeah right. so arlo and blink and blink is which is owned by amazon are actually taking steps to on turn on two-factor authentication which we discussed a couple of weeks ago yeah okay parker do you know what two-factor authentication is um not really okay so what two-factor authentication is is and, is, and don't feel bad, Parker. I didn't know either. Yeah, a lot of people Even don't. though Joe's talked to me about it at least five times, when he asked me that way, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've told me about yeah. that. <laughs> I still didn't know. So, like, yeah. Occasion, like, I don't remember what it was. I think it was my email or something. It asked for my, okay, phone number and another password or something. Yeah. But, there uh, you go. See, you're ahead of the ballgame. That is two-factor authentication. Well, two-factor authentication is is something you know and something you have. So... That is your password, which is one, and then a text message or what have you heard things like Google Authenticator or stuff like that, yeah. where it sends you a randomly code and you type that code in as well, and that gives you. And basically, I always recommend if no matter what you use, Amazon, Facebook, whatever, if you can turn that on, that actually gives that extra layer of security. So then, if someone gets your Facebook password, well, they can log in with the password, but they still need that second code to get in there and hack your Facebook. Yeah, they always ask, my email always asks for two-factor authentication because I always forget my password. And right. I have to reset it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so double-checking you. Now, I noticed, Joe, you said Facebook. Parker, do you have Facebook? No. There you go. So Twitter or Instagram, Snapchat? Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. just checking. Yeah, I like that he agreed with you. He's like, yeah, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, these but young kids, Facebook. These young kids no, don't have yeah. Facebook, no. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to actually turn on the two-factor authentication. Arlo has already turned it on. Yeah. And actually, they, they turned it, the service on last year, and they sent uh, a message to owners saying, by the end of this year, if you're going to use Arlo product, which I do, yeah, they are going to require two-factor authentication. It's a requirement, and it's not an optional thing. It's you have to. Uh, the Is this news because people are upset by it? Or? No, this is just a, a heads-up. Just uh, getting to the forefront of what might be an issue for people or make right, them uncomfortable. Right, because I was going to say, because most people should want that security. I mean, especially after the discussion we just had. Right. You would want that the security with anything that deals with a camera in your home. Right. Well, it's more of a the, the, the old discussion of security versus convenience. Right, right. So I don't want to deal with the inconvenience. Of, and this is the argument I always get. Why don't I want to deal with that inconvenience of actually typing in a second password? 
okay, so you don't want that. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to protect yourself. Right, but yeah. you want the convenience of just one way in, one key to unlock a door and let yep. anybody in possible. Oh, yeah. So crazy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing across the board, I think. So, And here's the funny part. Blink, which is owned by Amazon, the same company that owns Ring, Right. they are telling – they recently sent an email saying that they are on the way of turning on two-factor authentication, but uh, they are slowly – rolling this out. Arlo had this since last year. Blink's slow to the ball game, slow to the party, and yet Blink's under the same umbrella that Ring was, you would think yeah, yeah, that they would automatically speed this up saying, hey, we need to do this The right now. hand should know what the left is doing, but do you think it's on purpose? I think, I honestly think that they're just, they didn't really pay much attention to the whole Ring issue to begin with, and then once Ring started it, they, they got caught and goes, Oh well, we need to do something. So they're trying to play catch up. Where Arlo's a completely separate company, right? And they're saying, "Hey, we've already had this. We're just actually going to make you enforce it where you have to do this." Right. So you know, yeah. hats off to Arlo for actually doing doing the right thing. Actually having that in place and actually yeah. in, enforcing this. I mean, why not? It only makes it better for everybody. I know, like you said, it's convenience, but in reality, it's just helping you help yourself. Right. So. And, and protect yourself from yeah, yeah. unprying eyes. It only takes 30 seconds, maybe. Thank you. Oh, uh, even that, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's taking yeah. a long time, you know. And that's that, if you're a really slow typer and you're not <laughs> sure what you're typing. Exactly. So, huh. I don't all know. right. So is that, and I'm guessing, Parker, that that wouldn't affect you at all. You'd be just like, yeah, that's what I have to do, so I'm going to yeah. do it. Just people are lazy. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Security versus convenience. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about security, Parker, before, like on any of your accounts or anything, you worry about getting hacked? Have you been hacked? No, I've never been hacked. Mm-mm. Okay. Just. I was trying to remember. I don't know. I think Facebook's pretty commonplace, I think, to get hacked, and people say don't respond to a new friend request or whatever. Well, but. that's kind of, Facebook's kind of a cesspool of, yeah. you know, all these fake stories and right. videos oh, yeah. and get messages it. and, hey, and, you know, the common one is you get a message from someone you know, yep. which their account's already been hacked. Hey, I found this video of you online. Check this out. And then you go, uh, what do they have? And you click that, and then you get hit, and it just... It just keeps on steamrolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, what's well, neat that Parker hasn't seen that, but he's on newer platforms. Right. Huh. Okay. All right. What's next, Joe? All right, so our main topic for discussion today is backing up iPhones. A couple episodes ago, we discussed Ooh. backing up. Uh, desktops and laptops. Yeah, we're actually moving into iPhones today. So, Parker, you're an iPhone user, right? Yes. Have you ever backed it up? Do you know anything about backing up an iPhone? Um, Have you ever worried about backing it up? I've backed it up probably two or three times. <coughs> really? Uh, yeah. Don't tell me that, Parker. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, I have everything backed up, and I'm good to go, and if my phone dies, I won't lose a thing. <laughs> I'm surprised he's even backed it up. I've never backed up mine that I know of. Every once in a while, I say, "Hey, what do you back it up to?" You haven't backed up your phone. Plug it into like PC or something. So I do that occasionally, but only when it tells me I haven't done it in (laughs) who knows how long. Parker, I'm giving you a hard time, but I actually get this a lot from people of I didn't back up, and then the worst case scenario happens. So you don't even use iCloud, do you not? 
Y- yes, it's hooked. Like it's hooked up to my iCloud. Okay, so it automatically backs up. Okay, yeah. so you so you do have backup turned on, and it does it automatically. But you still get, but you have your setup to where it tells you to back up to your PC every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So okay. he's actually doing two forms of backup. By golly, gold star for you, Parker. Yeah. yeah. You get Joe seal approval on that one. Nice. That's a first. Yes. Normally he's talking with me, Parker, and I'm terribly lazy about it all. <laughs> so. Like I said, the only time I really do it when it tells me to. Plug it down. It's right, but you but you have iCloud turned on and it backs up automatically. So okay. so you're good. All right. Well, okay. So Parker, you ruined that for us. We're, <laughs> we're going to make fun of you and cajole you, but since you're on the money, we'll we'll go on and uh, talk as if we're talking to somebody that yeah. has not done that. I see. Yeah. So since you're doing what you're supposed to, I can't give you a hard time about it. <laughs> so tell me about this backing up iPhones. How, okay. And actually, it's funny. I received a call last Friday on this. We had a customer had an iPhone. And they had iCloud backup, but they was running out of space on that and was trying to find an alternative way to backup. So, by default, most iPhones turn on by default with iCloud backup. And okay. iCloud backup backs up your contacts, your text messages, your photos, and whatever else you wanted to do. And it offers you five gigabytes for free. Oh, wow. Well, that that's what you think until you start backing up all your photos and then you start eating that up uh, real quick-like. Yeah, photos would. The, huh. I think now it's like an extra, like 50 gigs for like, I want to say five bucks a month or something. Something I, like that. Actually, it's cheaper. Uh, Apple has iCloud. They have three tiers. If you run out of the five gig free, they actually have three different tiers, which is 50 gig for 99 cents a month. Now, these prices are not included, taxes and fees and all that. 50 gig a month for 99 cents a month. 200 gig for 299 a month or 2 terabyte for 999 a month. Wow. 2 terabyte. That's crazy to think that you'd need that. But I mean, I guess well they have 500 gig iPhones now. Yeah. So. And I guess if you're using your phone as your photo keeper, um I don't know how else to say it, but kind of like in place of a photo album and all that stuff. Right. That, that would be very important. Right. The that's photos you take. I, I, can't, I almost want to say I was talking to somebody and they had like 3000 photos on their phone. I mean, it's a crazy amount. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, once you start thinking about it and you start looking at all those photos, I mean, yeah. that stuff adds up over time because, oh, yeah. you know, we don't have to deal with that 12, fo- you know, taking 12 photos on real film, you know, it's, yep, uh, yeah. it's unlimited. It is unlimited. Huh. Do you find yourself running out of space, Parker? Mm, every once in a while. Really? Just. Do you subscribe to one of the plans? No, I do not. Okay. Huh. Just rolling the dice on your information then, huh? Yeah. I kind of don't want to spend any more money than I have to. <laughs> okay, well, I do have some free alternatives for you. So, if you don't feel like paying those paid plans, and your biggest thing, which most people have issues on, is backing up their photos. I actually have a free alternative. Google uh, offers Google Photos, which you can go to photos.google.com, and actually, if you have a Gmail account, all you have to do is log in with your Gmail account. If not, you can create a Gmail account, which is free, and you can actually download the Google Photos app to your iPhone. Now, if you have an Android, it'll back up automatically, which we'll discuss that next week. Right. But with iPhone, all you have to do is download the Google Photos app, open it up, log in with your account, leave the app open. It'll back up all your photos for free. Now, when you log into the Google Photos app the first time, it'll give you two options. Full quality or full resolution, original quality, or high resolution. You want high resolution, not original quality. not original copy because if you do the original copy they only give you 15 15 gig of storage for free but if you do high resolution 
which honestly, in my opinion, I can't see much different. Yeah. Now, if I was a photo expert, I could probably tell you a minor difference between the two. But from my experience, I have I cannot see a difference between high resolution and what's originally on my phone. Yep. Well, and I would say, too, from a photographer's standpoint, uh, Cheryl used to do a lot of photography, and I paid attention a little bit. And uh, it always came down to, like, megapixels of a camera, and the conversation always stopped at, are you making posters? Right. If you're not making posters, then that high-resolution count, uh, original quality raw shooting, doesn't matter. doesn't play into it. Right. And I would say the average person taking pictures with their phone does not plan on doing poster quality or, you know, even 8x10 necessarily. Right. And, and so honestly. So you're, you're right. You wouldn't, you know, in your general vision of these photos, you won't see a difference. Right. So actually, what all you do is you click the high-quality option. Leave the app on, and it'll back up every photo on your phone for free. And then every so often, all you have to do is just turn your app Slug back on go. and open the app back up, and it'll back up your new photos <laughs> for free. So there you go, Parker. There's a free option for you to back up everything. Do you take a lot of photos with your phone that you want to keep? Yeah, occasionally. Just me and the girlfriend. I got you. So, but, I mean, you're not, like, going out. How many photos do you think you take a day? A day? Any? Myself, I might take one or two. Okay, so a week. Maybe. I mean, I'm assuming like you might take more on weekends or something. Yeah, I'd say so. The reason I'm asking is because I'm I'm thinking about what I do, but I do a lot for Patch, so I'll I'll take probably three or four photos a day for our Patch social media. Oh, absolutely, yes. And and Joe, you have a child, so mm -hmm. does Sadie hog up a lot of your photo time? Oh yeah, surprisingly, you know, I'll go through and. You know, we don't careful take, with what you answer. Right. Scene is watching. Oh, I know. The boss is watching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, I go through and I don't, you know, we don't take photos every day, but, you know, right. the biggest majority of my photos are of Sadie. Oh, yeah. So, and my point is, so you probably do a lot of personal ones. My kids are older, so now it's mostly weekends. Right. Whatever event we're doing. And then, Parker, you're saying maybe one or two a day, so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I, I can see how, as you get older, this would become way more important. Right. Whereas a uh, you know high school student like Parker, maybe a college student would take some. I don't know. See, that's hard to tell though. Do you do a lot of Instagram posts or Snapchat posts or anything like that with pictures? No. Okay, I think maybe the. Hmm, this is where Taylor would come in handy, and I don't know if Taylor specifically would be handy, but like a teenage girl probably does a lot of social media posting. Right. You know the duck face and all that stuff. Oh, well, wow. that's interesting. They'd be curious to see how many photos people are actually taking. Well, here's something else to think about. Uh, Parker, have you considered getting a new phone any time in the near future, next six months to a year or so? Mm, maybe. Well, see, that's one less thing you'd have to worry about is if you had, like, Google Photos, you'd have them all backed up to your Google Photos account. And just log in with Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you get your new phone, you, you open Don't up the app. Don't have to do the big transfer. Exactly. That's less you have to worry about transferring to the new device. That's what I was saying. Last time I got phones, I got to think the guy hated me because <laughs> I had, I don't know, a gazillion texts, emails, and then uh, photos. Right. So I go through and clean mine out now. I try to keep my photos on my phone under 200. Right. But it's weird. I use Facebook as my storage. Right. Because most, like I say, most stuff I do is for patch. Uh, so I just, once I upload it, delete it, and it's there. Right. I can always go get it. There you go. Now, I got my mom turned on Shutterfly. Mm-hmm. So hers will upload to Shutterfly. Yeah. I don't know enough about that other than it's Shutterfly, and that way she can order prints. 
Right. Honestly, nowadays, as long as you have them backed up to something, it doesn't matter what service you use. Because right. uh, we we use Shutterfly some for for prints and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you can so. make neat, nice little books. Oh yeah, and if you download the app, there's always something free or, yeah, or yeah. you know crazy cheap. Well, that's when our kids were Sadie's age. We were making the photo books. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, we got my great grandma uh, like calendar of us. Yeah, yeah, they we do. Ca- that's what we used to do calendars every year for yeah. Christmas presents. Nice. All right. So does any of that appeal to you, Parker? Like, is that something that you're thinking about as a high school student? I mean, you're getting ready to go to college, so I don't know. You stay busy with other stuff, but uh, is storage on your iPhone seem to be an issue for you? Or backing it up, I guess? No, not really. Every once in a while I get a like, notification thing. or something that says, hey, your iPhone storage is about full. Yeah. And I'll just delete an app or so that I just don't use. Anymore. Typical high school kid flying yeah. loose and fast. Well, you know what? It's not. Well, let me deal. ask you this, okay, Parker? Your phone dies tonight, tomorrow. Where? What are you going? Oh, I wish I had this, or or, oh man, I've lost that, I and I can't get it back. What is your panic moment if you pick your phone up tomorrow and it doesn't work for whatever reason? Hmm. That, that's what. The, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. What would you actually get up and say, oh, crap, I lost this? I'd probably honestly say, oh, crap, I lost this. <laughs> to, I mean, to everything or anything in, anything specifically? Mm. Photos, for instance, or just messages? Some, or Like, prom, just pictures with me and like my girlfriend and stuff, just ah. like from over the year, past okay. two years or so. So photos. I got to imagine, Joe, so that my question to you is somebody that works on phones and tries to recover stuff. Are photos the number one thing that people have you go after? Uh, when it, well, not only phones, but basically any device that comes to us other than a business device. If it's right, a personal right. device, laptop, desktop, phone, it doesn't matter. 99% of the time, it's always, I need my photos. Right, right, because that's your storage. Right. So, man, this backup becomes extremely important. Exactly. When, and, you, when you think of it in that context. And Google Photos, you can actually download the same app and do the same exact thing on your laptops and desktops as well. So there is, and it's all free as long as you do the high quality. So there's literally no excuse as to why you can't back up your photos because there are free options out there. Nice. Okay. Well, there you go, Parker. We solved your problem. It doesn't even cost you anything. Yeah, it's kind of funny when he asked about when my phone my phone died tonight. I can't tell you the last time my phone died. It's always. It might have been close, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like the other shoes getting ready to drop. You yeah. watch out, Parker. Take particular care of your phone, because uh, or at least that's the kind of statement you don't want to throw out. Yeah, yeah, that's not a. <laughs> <laughs> that might be bad mojo coming your way. Yeah, that's almost like Beetlejuice. You don't say that three times over. <laughs> something bad will happen. Uh, all right. Well, that that's crazy to think in those terms, and uh, and I, you noticed. I don't know if you noticed, Joe, but I took credit for that as well. I said that's what we do. That's right. So I'm jumping on Joe's bandwagon here of helping <laughs> protect you, Parker. So actually, I get zero credit. That's why I like Joe. Joe takes care of me and everybody around me um, with all these tips and issues. Huh. Okay. So, wow. Where's that leave us? Well, let me ask you this. If someone needed more information, I'm assuming they would say, okay, hey, I got an iPhone. I'm not real sure what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. What, what do they need to do? Uh, what do they need to know? Uh, I mean, obviously, you gave a free free way to go Google there, but what if uh, they don't have a Gmail account or they don't want one? I don't know. Would anybody not want one? I mean, it's absolutely free, so there's not a need. I don't see a need why it would There's no reason to go away from that. Right. right? And, and, you know, you may use the argument of, hey, I have 
you know, Yahoo, or I have an email through my internet service provider, or I have a work email, or whatever. I don't need a second email account. You don't necessarily have to use that as an email account. That's just use that as your login. Right, right. You don't have to use the email portion of it. Just use the other services. Do so, iPhone people use Gmail? Um, I use Gmail. I don't know what everyone else uses. Okay. I use Gmail. So that's not foreign to you, even though you have an iPhone. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but usually Google services, in my mind, don't necessarily go in line with iPhones. Well, depending on the service, but Google, most biggest majority of their services, Gmail, YouTube, stuff like that, they use that to work in iPhone as well. Sometimes. Okay, so it does go both. Now, okay. there are cases where it doesn't work as easily on iPhone as it does Android. For example, the Google Photos on Android, it just works in the background. You don't have to worry about backing it up with the right. iPhone. You have to actually open the app for it to back up. So gotcha, there's a gotcha. little work involved, but they still, but they still, you know, make <laughs> everything to play in both sandboxes. Nice. Well, that's a great feature. I kind of think it's funny how, just kind of like goes back to like the, the two ways to authenticate your phone or whatever. Um, people are just kind of lazy with okay, don't <laughs> use that. I don't want to get another Gmail account. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. oh my goodness! I surely <laughs> couldn't have another email account to go with my five social media things I follow. And right. Track. Well, and and speaking of lazy, it's not even so much email. It's well, I you know I don't back up because I don't have time to back up. I don't want to do the backup. It's tedious. It's time consuming. Okay, so you don't want to take that thirty seconds to open up the app and just let your phone <laughs> set and charge. But yet you were willing to pay X amount of dollars to to on that shoestring of a hope that we're able to get your data back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always better to have that conversation, oh, yeah, I backed up my stuff rather than, Joe, please save me. Better yeah, safe than sorry. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, I get more often than not than I didn't back up, and I literally just had a, a computer come through the shop last week where they did not have a backup, and I had pictures of the grandkids and everything, and it's just that's what I don't want to hear. Right, right. Well, and not for your sake, for their sake. Exactly. Because um, we were talking before the show last week, or maybe the week before, but you know it's so hard to recover that data. Yes, and it puts you on the hook for it, and there's no guarantees. Right, exactly. I mean, we can even send it off to the best data recovery places in the country, and you know, most of them they want like two thousand dollars right up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on the hope. Yeah, and there's still no guarantee that they'll get anything back. Wow, that's crazy. So, folks. Take this to heart. Call Joe and Cena at A&M Digital Technologies and do your backup stuff. Exactly. A I little can't. time will save you a lot of oh, money. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just when you look at it from that perspective, that that's so worth it. As I say that, I haven't done any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we know what he's going to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Good. We're going to have this discussion right after the show. Yeah. Joe, please help me. <laughs> I've been lazy and not done what I need to do. There you go. Please help me. All right. So if someone does need more information on that for uh, for the serious conversation of, hey, Joe, I need help backing up. I want my laptop backed up, my iPad, my phone. How do they get a hold of you okay, and you, how can you help them? You can give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or check us out on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at amdigitaltech on all that. And be sure to leave this uh, podcast help desk with Dave and, or Joe and Dave. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to check out the Patch Turned Up podcast as well. All those yeah. shows are being added on as well, so be sure to live, uh, leave a five-star review on there as well. Oh, yeah, and that's worth mentioning. Uh, A&M Digital Technologies here, local in Spencer, but does work all over the place, takes care of all our patch stuff. You've been uploading all our uh, podcasts that we've been doing. This is 
podcast number 24. So you've got a heavy lifting load. You've also been loading up for folks out there, all of our Roan Youth Basketball League games. Uh, So I see you doing that remotely throughout the day every once in a while. And uh, so you do a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes. And, of course, we've got to thank Cena. She does all the heavy lifting for real behind the scenes. Yeah, she has the the tough job of trying to keep me on task. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And making sure everybody does what they're supposed to do. Exactly. uh, If you need anything at all technology-related, get a hold of Joe and Cena, A&M Digital Technologies. Again, making all the stuff here at Patch work and making all these shows possible. So we really appreciate them. All right. Well, this is David. You've been listening to Help Desk with Joe. And uh, as always here, Joe running the show up front, Cena running the show in the background. And you've been listening on Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, and news and updates from our Patch students. And Patch, community and service first. <laughs>